Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am Charles Kalazi. This is February the 9th, Friday, 2024. It is the fifth Friday in ordinary time. We're only days away from the season of Lent, and our gospel reading today is from St. Mark. Jesus left the district of Tyre and went by way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, into the district of the Decapolis. And people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears and spitting touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephathah, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened. His speech impediment was removed and he spoke plainly. He ordered them not to tell anyone. But the more he ordered them not to, the more they proclaimed it. They were exceedingly astonished and they said, He has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. So this is one of those readings which is a prefigurement and foreshadowing of the anointing of the sick. One thing that's a common theme about the church and the way Jesus does things and certainly the sacraments and in in particular the sacrament of the anointing of the sick is that Jesus is incarnational and we are incarnational and he came to save us in an incarnational manner. He didn't simply wave a magic wand from heaven and say, poof. You're all healed now. You're all saved. No, he physically came to earth. He became one of us. He lived among us and he touched us. God physically touched us. God became man so that he could touch us, so that he could be with us, so that he could heal us through touch, so that he could give us his body to eat, so that he could use water to baptize us. And the list goes on and on. All the things that he did growing up, he worked, he learned, he lived with parents. He, I'm sure he had so many of the regular struggles that we all have that help us to grow and help us to develop and become better people. Jesus did all these things. In this particular story, it's about a man's ears and his voice. I was thinking, you know, there's a great sermon to give about being deaf and mute, and then Jesus helping us to see, well, this isn't about the eyes, helping us to hear and helping us to speak. But, you know, we give that sermon all the time when it comes to John the Baptist and his father, Zechariah. Zechariah was struck dumb because he lacked faith, and then later on he showed faith. He wrote on the tablet, his name is John, because the angel told him to, even though Others were saying, no, his name should be Zechariah. Zechariah showed faith. He showed doubt at the beginning. He showed faith later. God gave him back his voice. And his son, well, he is the voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Jesus is the word. God spoke the word and the word was made. The word is the one Jesus. The second person of the Trinity is the one through whom we were all made. He's also the one through whom we go back. So that is a big part of explaining Jesus's uh, passion and death. Jesus's whole Paschal mystery is, you know, he's the bridge between earth and heaven. So 
just wanted maybe to reflect a little bit on the ears and the voice. Because we live in a day and age where there's a lot of deafness to the truth. And there's a lot of spoken lies. There is nonsense coming out of people's mouths as opposed to the truth and what we truly need to hear. I was looking for this post that I saw yesterday. I mentioned it yesterday, and I still can't find it. And it was just listing all the things that we call by the wrong names nowadays. For example, uh, referring to abortion as health care. It's not health care. It's murder. Call it what it is. We talk about various lifestyles as, you know, whatever words we use, choices and this and that, when in reality it's, no, that's called sin. Uh, that's called, I mean, there's so many things, and I, I, instead of just talking about it off the top of my head, I'd rather see it. I'll continue to look for that post. Uh, if anybody sees it, let me know. <laughs> it was just a list of things that we call by the wrong name, and this is to dumb down uh, sin, and it's to dumb down just the realities that we need to be aware of because our salvation depends upon them and how we've dumbed everything down because our consciences are dumbed down. I was thinking of a story talking about the ears and the voice. Uh, this is a story when I was in Medjugorje. Once again, talking about Medjugorje, we're not endorsing it. We defer to the church. The church has sent a commission to investigate the visions of Mary at Medjugorje. Um, the initial investigation produced a document in which the commission made up of 14 members voted in favor of the first week of apparitions, 13 to 1. They voted in favor. But still, the church has made no official proclamation, and so much is still being studied. So when I talk about it, I'm just telling you about my experience because in my opinion, it's so powerful. There's so much good stuff going on there. So many conversions. That's not just my opinion. That's objective fact. Conversions, vocations, prayer, so much good coming out of that place. Anyway, um, I heard a story one time that I was there that a woman seemed to be, there seemed to be something demonic going on with this woman. Maybe she's a witch. Maybe she was possessed. We really don't know. But she was in the church standing before the statue of the Blessed Mother and screaming at it and saying, I'm more beautiful than you. I'm the most beautiful woman that ever lived. It's me. And this woman was just ranting and raving about how beautiful she is. And a believer, a follower of Jesus, a Catholic, a woman that was there, went up to the woman and said to her, no, you're wrong. Mary is the most beautiful woman that ever lived. Okay. When I see crazy people, I just tend to just, you know, walk the other way, get away. I mean, I don't mean to be uncharitable saying someone's crazy, but this person was definitely not right. There's something wrong there. And this person is screaming these things. So this other person comes up and says, no, it's Mary. And then this first person turned around and started pronouncing curses on this woman. And one of the curses that she pronounced was, I'm, uh, basically taking away her ability to pray. I don't want you, you're, you're, you're not allowed to pray anymore. So I forget exactly what the words were, but the woman after that was literally unable to pray. I've never heard of such a thing, but this person was telling me this whole story about how this woman went home. And even though she attended mass and she attended rosary, she wasn't able to say the words. She was able to talk when it came to everything else, but there was a curse on this woman and curses are real, just like blessings are. Whatever is, is real on the good side, it's also real on the bad side. Uh, 
So anyway, she wasn't able to pray. So she went home and finally met with her parish priest and the parish priest delivered her from the curse. Very simply just said a prayer of deliverance and she was able to pray again and everything was fine again. I believe that our world is just so overwhelmed by the evil one right now. Even our church, it's so hard to get things done. And I think it's because we're not praying enough. We're not delivering enough. We're supposed to have an exorcist in every diocese. We don't. There's so much evil we need to be praying against and fasting against. And I point the finger at myself in this too. We're not. We're not praying. We're not fasting. We're not sacrificing. And as a result, the evil one is having his way more and more. And so there's a curse today on what we hear. Lies are blessed. I I don't use that word to mean (laughs) in a good way. The lies are approved. We know that you get censured. You get canceled if you speak the truth. What we hear and what we say, we could give endless examples about so many different things. Even right now, I'm afraid to talk about stuff on this podcast because of what people might say, because there's so much sensitivity and there's so much, I mean, things surrounding COVID, things surrounding, I mean, stuff of the past couple of years, Black Lives Matters, um, Antifa, whatever, you know, uh, abortion, uh, same-sex attraction. There's so much we're not allowed to talk about in public spheres or you get canceled, you get censured, you get thrown into Facebook jail, whatever. There's so many expressions we could use. And truth is what it is. You can't change truth. Truth is a reality. Truth is its own objective reality. You can't fix it. You can't take from it. You can't add to it. It is truth. In the Bible, what does it say at the end of the book of Revelation? Uh, those who decide to add or subtract from these words will have all the curses mentioned in this book visited upon themselves. So we are called by our Lord to speak the truth, and we're called to hear the truth. We're called to investigate the truth. We're called to research. This is something that I love to do, and I wish everybody loved it. Not just to say, hey, I'm going to listen to my favorite radio host, but to test the radio host, why is that your favorite radio host? I hope it's because that's somebody that does his or her homework. That's somebody that actually is well-read. But never mind radio hosts. We should all be doing our own research. What are the actual polls? What are the actual statistics? Who are the actual authorities? If it's something medical, are we just taking the word of a CNN reporter? Or are we listening to what the doctors are saying? And you know, doctors argue with each other, and that's okay. That's how we do science. Are we listening to the different doctors saying their different things and then making our own opinion after we've heard some of the experts argue back and forth? We're allowed to have opinions, but you know, opinions are very, very annoying when they're out of thin air. And they're not based on, hey, I read this in a journal. I read this in a book. I heard this on a radio broadcast. Um, Whatever, whatever. There's so much to be learned. And we're not learning it. We're just taking the word of others. And, you know, you can go to Harvard right now or Princeton and go around the campus and ask them who was the first president of the U.S. And some of them might not be able to answer you. All this money we're spending on all this education, 
No, they're teaching him how to be woke. They're teaching him that they're all victims. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble once again for what I'm saying. But they're not teaching them truth. How about the truth of Christianity in Western culture, which has shaped the very life that we're living right now? The truth of America and its founding. We're not learning that. But we're learning, oh, America's a bad place because this one little thing happened or this may be a big thing, but still it's not in its perspective. It's not in the bigger picture. And once again, we all have to make our own opinions. But anyway, we need to be pursuing the truth. And there is such a thing as truth, whether it's historical truth, scientific truth, religious truth, mathematical truth. There's so much to be learned to form our minds. Um Another story I'm thinking of is, uh, this is from the mystical city of God. Once again, private revelation. Does that mean it's necessarily true? No, but we're allowed to talk about it. (laughs) Does this mean that it's false because it's not officially regarded as doctrine? No, we're allowed to talk about it. Um, In the mystical city of God, which is the life of Mary as revealed to a mystic, uh, there's part of the story is that Mary and Joseph escape into Egypt. We know that story. And they take Jesus with them. And, you know, in the mystical city of God, it's it's all the Bible stories, but it adds detail. Apparently, Mary revealed these deeper details. Anyway, in one part of the story, when they go into Egypt, the Holy Family goes around Egypt. They finally find a place to live. They get to know the people around them. And it says in that part of the story that a lot of demons were expelled from Egypt with the temples of the false gods because of the presence of the baby Jesus. Jesus is going around and blessing the place. And as a result, the lies were snuffed out. The truth came to the fore. As a result, charity and kindness came to the fore. As a result, the demonic was less and less seen. People are less and less following Uh, whatever kind of ancient rituals are out there that are still out there to this day that summon spirits, evil spirits. That stuff was happening less and less. And instead, they were telling people about Yahweh. They were telling people about their God. And they were winning over converts. And so the presence of Jesus, what does he do? He brings in the truth. He gets rid of lies. And as he will later teach us, it is the truth that sets us free. And so the Lord wants us to be in the truth. He wants your ears, my ears, open. He wants our mouths open. We have a duty to preach the truth. We can't do that if we don't know the truth. And you know what? When it comes to hearing, when it comes to speaking, we can pray to the Lord and say, Lord, show me what it is. I only have so much time in this life. Show me what to listen to. Show me what to look at. Show me what to research. I pray about this stuff every day. Lord, show me what to read. I have all these books I haven't read, but you know what? I ask the Lord, which book do you want me to read here? Which book am I really going to benefit from next? How is this book or that book going to affect my life? And then even more so after that, Lord, give me the words to say. Constantly asking the Lord and the Blessed Mother, when a person is in front of me that's hurting, that's needy, whatever it is, Lord, what do I say to this person? Lord, give me the words to say. Lord, help me to do the right research. Lord, help me to look in the right places. So we ask the Lord today to show us how to better open our ears, open our eyes, open our mouths. Another thing, too, is just to the truth of the other person in front of us. 
each person is their own truth. I don't mean that in a relativistic way. I mean that in a profound way. Each person being made in the image and likeness of God, each person having their own story, and therefore each person deserving of my respect. We are to listen to them. We are to show them kindness, even if we disagree with them, even if we can be sure that they are wrong. We still owe them kindness, respect, openness, love, the love that Jesus would show them. It's the only way we're ever going to win them over to Jesus by being Jesus to them. And so we constantly ask the Lord, Lord, show me the truth that is in front of me. Show me the deeper truths. Help me to learn them. Help me to understand them and help me to speak your truth in a way that will accomplish your goals, your will, dear Lord, and make the world around us a better place. Anyway, have a great day. God bless you.